Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? Want to gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Welcome to the bonus round. This is a chance for us to bring you some additional Vegas content, not a part of the usual show. 360 Vegas Reviews is our opportunity to look a little more in-depth at all things Vegas and share that experience with you. We are joined again today by our good friend Josh, a.k.a. at VegasJDubs on Twitter, for a show review, and we will be discussing Wayne Newton. I've been looking forward to this one. I know, right? Yeah? Yeah. So this is the most recent one that we have seen. Um, saw this just last month. And I got to tell you guys, before we kind of get into this, a couple disclaimers. If you had told me even just a few years ago that I would actually make an effort and spend my own money to see Wayne Newton perform, I would have laughed at you a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I I understand that feeling. That's kind of why I'm I'm looking forward to this because that's still generally the mindset Yeah, that's kind of our current stance. Yes. (laughs) And I, I can totally relate. I mean, if you had told me even a few months ago that not only would I see Wayne Newton perform, but also, spoiler alert, enjoy it, enough that I would recommend that others go see it, I would wonder what you were on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, it's not like a total stretch here, okay? Because to be fair, I I do like crooners. But when I say that, I mean, I like the Rat Pack. Right. To me, like a pleasant evening is like cooking dinner and I've got Sinatra and Martin on the stereo and Uh, I've got a glass of bourbon within reach. Cool. Like that's, that's, that's me. If I could see any concert ever in history my time machine scenario it would be sinatra and the rest of the rat pack performing one of the summit shows Mm. in the copa room at the sands like during the time of the filming of the original oceans 11 but i have never really considered myself a wayne newton fan you know what this really reminds me of is when we went to Memphis for the first time we were trying to decide if we wanted to move there, but right. secretly we were like, just in case we don't, we should do all the touristy things first. Yeah. So we ended up doing Graceland, Graceland. just as like a goof, you know, and by the end of that tour, like we're buying merch. We're fucking huge fans. <laughs> we're, you know, watching the movies, yeah, the getting movies, all kinds like, of stuff. We couldn't get enough of them. I'm you know, reading biographies left and right. Getting the music on, on, the, uh, on the phones Concert and everything. Concert videos. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things we never thought, and then you really start getting into it, and you're like, oh, oh, interesting. So, it'll be interesting to see. But here's the difference. We were we we watched Elvis, like, videos and listened to him and stuff when he was young. Mm-hmm. You know, Jay went to go see Wayne Newton now, and he's not young anymore. Right. So, so, <laughs> That's um, what I'm interested to hear your, your yes. thoughts on, because from my understanding, the man has lost his voice, or at least he doesn't have the range he used to. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so I'll, let's talk about that. Um, what kind of brought me to see him was what the kids call the FOMO, the fear of missing out. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know that. I know right? that feeling. And like it or not, Vegas is synonymous with change. And, and like it or not, I think that the legacy of Wayne Newton is kind of part of Vegas forever. 
And, and so even if I didn't consider myself a fan of Wayne Newton, I had to admit that he is a living legend. And someday, maybe sooner than we would like, the chance to see that legend perform in the flesh might be gone. Mm. Yeah. And so as a fan of Vegas and a frequent patron of Vegas entertainment, I almost felt what I can kind of best describe as like an obligation to see Wayne Newton perform. See, we talked about doing that for like Jubilee and shit. We just never got off our ass. Yeah. And now it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have the regret of missing out right. instead of the fear, fear of, of missing out. You've oh, got, yeah, the, got the FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> so let me kind of explain who Wayne Newton is in case you've been living under a proverbial, you know, Las Vegas rock and, <laughs> and you don't know. I, I um, assure you none of my nieces know who the fuck Wayne Newton is. Oh, see? no. They have no idea. Yeah. So, so for the kids out there, right? There you go. Um, he is also known as Mr. Las Vegas, and he has been performing on Las Vegas stages and throughout the rest of the world for more than 60 years, um, beginning in the late 50s at the Fremont Hotel. Um, for people a little bit older, he's the guy that tried to woo Helen Griswold away from Clark right. in Vegas vacation. <laughs> there you right? go. Now I'm with you. There you go. There's, and they, there's some they had clips of that at the very beginning of the show. So, um, when I first started making regular trips to Vegas, uh, Newton was performing at Cleopatra's Barge, at, at that theater at the at Caesar's Palace. Wow, that, so that wasn't long ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. Okay. It wasn't. It was only like four or five years ago when we were like, "All right, we got the bug." Okay. Um, <laughs> then El Dorado, right, takes over C Caesar's Entertainment, and they closed a bunch of shows, and they moved Wayne Newton from Cleopatra's Barge over to Bugsy's Cabaret at the Flamingo. Hmm. And then what happened is as shows began to open up post-pandemic, his production was delayed first due to um, a back surgery that he had. And then it was delayed again due to a positive COVID diagnosis. Right. And now he's 80 years old. And I'm like, oh, okay, wow. I really need to make an effort to see him as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, 80, yeah. Geez. I had a joke in there, but 80 just shell-shocked me. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> So, like I said, Bugsy's Cabaret at the Flamingo. Um, it's a very small venue if you've never been there. It's located almost right in the center of the Flamingo gaming floor. Uh, a kind of a funny thing here is that it's also used for ex-burlesque, but you enter the theater oh, the through show. different doors depending on the production. Uh, wow. <laughs> Interesting. So it makes it seem like totally different venues and the tuxedo-wearing living legend isn't sharing a performance space with a titty show. <laughs> Which I'm sure he wouldn't mind. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think oh, I'm sure he, he has walks slowly the, out through the dressing rooms. I'm sure right. he does. And it, you know, the old man shuffle gets much slower when he's going th back through the right. show. Yeah, interesting. I will say though that the size of the theater was kind of a plus for me because the small room ensured that we really could see him him well. It was truly up close and personal because that's the show. Is Wayne Newton up close and personal? Do you, do you really want to see him well though? Because he's kind of a little bit of a train wreck with he, that he last looks, round. Of he looks less like an Asian woman now. Or, or we're just gotten used to looking at him, and, and that's his new face. I, it's <laughs> there's some bad work done there. Sometimes you got to just tell people yeah. to stop. Right. Stop. Doctors, this is your Hippocratic oath right here. This is where you right. Do no harm. Did right. you see his face? There's harm. I will tell you, he's not afraid to make fun of himself when it comes to that stuff. He he did make a great joke during the show. He said, you know, we, it's we're in the desert and it's not windy now, but it's windy a lot here. It was so windy last week. My hair moved. 
Okay. All right. So he, he gets it. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah, he, he gets it. Now, I, I also got to say, as we were waiting in line to get into the theater, we really could not help but wonder what we were getting into. Mrs. J-Dubs and I, we're in our mid-40s, but we were by far the youngest people in line. We've been there before. Try going to a corn concert in a polo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> We were kind of wondering, all right, is everyone here for Wayne Newton or have we accidentally stumbled across the Matlock <laughs> Fan Convention? Nice. There's a reference. Nice. That's a good one. I like it. Uh, old people. <laughs> <laughs> did, it, did it smell funny with all the old people? Right. Sorry. That's mean. I shouldn't say something like that. <laughs> I'm the nice I'm, one. Where did that I'm come from? I'm not going to touch that. Yeah, I don't, know. don't. don't. I'm sorry. It's not your fault that they're synonymous Shame with them. Shame on me, Karen. What's wrong with me? I'm sorry. Please continue. So they get us all in there. They get us all seated. All right. And this woman stands up in front and she introduces herself as the hostess. And she essentially instructed us to stand up and applaud when Wayne sang his final song of the evening. Now, I've seen a lot of shows, but I've never been told that I need to give a standing ovation. I'm just yeah. going to say, what does this do? Like, you feel bad for the 80-year-old? So just just do us a favor. Just stand up and applaud, know, even if like, it isn't that good. Didn't like, I already fucking just give you money? Right. Like, <laughs> right. You get up there and perform. That's what I paid for. That's, right. That's, you're right. I've never seen anybody do that before. I have not either. And th- so that kind of irritated me, but, you know, I, I kind of just forgot it and let it let it go. Um, curtain's open. He's got this three-piece band up there with him. Three-piece And band. they start playing... Yeah, he's got a, he's got like a, a drummer, a pianist, and a bass player. Mm-hmm. Um, they start going, and the man himself he steps out and he begins to sing. Um, I'm going to cut to the chase here. Okay. His voice is is not great right now. Don't get me wrong; he sings better than I do. Right? <laughs> okay. It's not awful to hear, but we are a long way from kind of that sound of gravel mixed with maple syrup that he had in the past. I don't know how else to describe it. That's an interesting description. Okay. I'm actually, you know, I didn't feel let down by this um, because he's still an incredible showman. You can tell when you see him live that he's kind of cultivated this art of interacting with the audience. He's like pointing at people in the audience he recognizes and he's like smiling and waving hello between lines of his songs. This right here this is exactly what i wanted this is kind of what we paid to see i wanted that old school still in a small town anyone can show up kind of feeling that vegas lounge and dinner show feeling okay Okay. yep yep yeah which which you don't get Um, with a lot of the performers these days no you don't you don't really get that anywhere else at all yeah at one point he actually stops the show and he acknowledges his friend in the audience who is impressionist Rich Little. He currently performs at the Tropicana. Right. Wow. And Wayne Newton kind of reminisces about their long friendship and times when they performed together decades ago at the Frontier. And this moment kind of reminds me of like Dean Martin saying hello to Lucille Ball in the crowd at the Copa Room. I mean, it's not, you know, the same level of celebrity, but it's that same kind of feeling of like warmth and familiarity that huh. you just don't find in live entertainment anymore. Interesting. Uh, I didn't listen to this for you. I didn't know Rich Little was still alive, to be honest with you. Oh, you know, yeah, he's had a residency at Tropicana for like five years. Has he really? Yeah. Interesting. He was. He I was. mean, he just stood up in the room and then sat down. It could have been a weekend at Bernie's thing. I don't right. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems like a lot of effort to set that prop up in the middle of the room. Know, right. <laughs> And then you would have definitely noticed the smell, but... Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yes. Okay. The show itself is kind of built like um, 
you know, this might be dating myself, but it's kind of like uh, VH1 storytellers. Okay. I love that. Where, yeah, okay. you know, yeah, he like sings a song and he tells a story and he plays a video of himself playing a musical instrument when he's like 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And then he demonstrates that he can still play that same instrument. Wow. Oh, cool. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. Wayne Newton can play 13 different instruments, but he cannot read music. He plays by sound alone. That is so fa- fascinating. To I, me. I have I have very very limited experience with this, but I have. That's the way that I taught myself how to play piano. Was was. Uh, uh, yeah, but but you, I don't really play piano. No, and you you didn't play at a level that you could do it in a show either. Yeah, exactly. I exactly. mean, you, you figured I mean, out chopsticks and a few other yeah, things. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, your version of hot cross buns, I'm sure rocks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um. No, and it's funny because there's people that, um, so I, I used to play, I, I took piano lessons for like eight years and used to do competitions and stuff when I was a kid. Um, but I could not do it by sound. I had to read music. Um, and I have a cousin who hated reading music and always played by sound. Like it's just the people that can do that by ear are fascinating to me. And the fact that he can play 13 different instruments is pretty impressive. Yeah. That's right. Right. So they've got kind of these questions from the audience that are coming up throughout the show. And they've got someone like a hostess who, who's kind of reading them off. And it's kind of clear as we're going through the show that these are, these are prearranged mm. and, and you know, honestly, that's Okay. Um, cause it keeps the show on rails. You're not going to ask somebody, ask some random ass question Crazy, that has, you know, stupid. doesn't really right. matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How did you lose your, your, um, your compound here in Vegas? Any questions? <laughs> right. <laughs> That'd be awkward. <laughs> Slightly. Yeah. Slightly. Uh, <laughs> Spent too much money. So his, his stories though, that he had, um, include, he's got this, uh, a confrontation that he had with Elvis when it turned out they were dating the same girl at the same time. <laughs> Whoops. Um, yeah, uh, he's got a, a story about a last-minute recording session with Glenn Campbell of the legendary Wrecking Crew when they happened to both be in England at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a, a prank that he played on Dean Martin, and, and he's got these really warm memories that he shares of his friendship with Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. It really seemed to me like Wayne Newton kind of regarded Sinatra not only as a great friend, but as almost like a, like a mentor or a father figure. That's so interesting about Sinatra because it, it seems like like he's like you hear all these stories about how he's really supportive of Sammy Davis Jr. and and and, and trying to get black performers to be able to perform there. But then you also hear about this childlike fucking temper tantrum that he used to throw totally all yeah. the time. Yeah, totally. Um, Wayne really had very very positive things to say about Sinatra. I I almost I could not help Mark but think of the you shook Sinatra's hand lines from yes. Ocean's Thirteen. Yeah. Right. Because here, standing right in front of me on the stage was this man who really had shook Sinatra's hand. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so now I'm watching the show and I'm not just seeing him like looking at Wayne Newton as a living Vegas legend, but also kind of as a link to these other Vegas legends that were so important to me mm-hmm. and to, you know, this this town that we love. Right. Um, I'll also kind of hint at something here. There was this really cool kind of semi-live duet with a Rat Pack member that I'm, I'm not going to spoil here, but it was just the, the way they Joey handled Bishop, it was I'm very cool. It. Joey Bishop? I don't, I don't know if it's still alive. 
<laughs> well, I'm guessing if it's a duet that you have like Wayne Newton singing a part to a recording, kind of like uh, uh, yeah. kind uh, of yeah, like na- kind of yeah, Nat- Natalie, Natalie Cole, Cole yeah. did with her dad on Unforgettable mm-hmm. is what I'm envisioning. Sort of yeah. So so I'll, I'll give you a little bit more. So so basically they have video of Wayne Newton in the past singing along with this Rat Pack member, but they would mute himself on the video so that present day Wayne Newton can sing along ah. with with this Rat Pack member. So it was very cool. Very cool. So, you know, like I said, I kind of entered this room as like the sense of obligation. But now I'm just totally enthralled with this whole show. One one thing that you said that it's sticking in my mind and I'm having a hard time reconciling it is when you said he got in the confrontation with Elvis because they were both dating the same girl. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine (laughs) Wayne Newton competing with Elvis (laughs) in any way, shape or form. And maybe I need to see him when he was younger. I don't know. He actually looks like a girl. I have this older version of him. But to me, that's just like, how is that even a choice? Like, what what are you thinking? You got Elvis. How much more do you need? Although I'm sure Elvis had plenty of others running around. Uh, Yeah, I know. So it wasn't like there was, I'm guessing, exclusivity. But yeah, no, that I'm having a hard time wrapping my my mind around. (laughs) I know that is the least important fact of all of the things we've been talking about here, but I'm just struggling. I mean, the thought occurred to me, too. I don't know. Maybe she was like hedging, you know? She's like, if Elvis thing doesn't work out, I got Wayne right here. I don't know. I could be. That could be. So I will also say that, like, speaking of being enthralled, the number of elderly women collectively, (laughs) but only figuratively, losing their shit (laughs) because they were getting to see Wayne Newton was both hilarious and fascinating. (laughs) It kind of made me wonder, like, if I should end up at like a Justin Timberlake concert in my late 70s. Will there be women of my generation going insane and like throwing oh, no, their granny no. panties up on stage or whatever? So, so I, I will say, so we went to go see New Kids on the Block right, yeah. a couple of years ago. And huh? I cannot tell you the women my age that were going absolutely ape shit at yeah. this concert was hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it'll ha- pick a pick an artist. But if they if they come back later and do it, because, yeah, it was these Especially women were screaming, they were crying, they were, <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, okay, I mean, I'm, I'm having fun, they're, they're playing songs that I like, and it's good, but I'm not like, I yeah. loved you when I was a teenager, you should have <laughs> noticed me then, and married me, where have you been all my, like, yeah, no, no, that's not me, but yes, it, it will happen, I can guarantee it. Just pick a, pick a I, boy band I kind of wait. thing. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fun. So I mentioned that we were, you know, some of the younger people in the audience, there was, uh, I noticed right near us were a couple of girls who were definitely much younger than us, but I, w- they were there with their mom. And so it was kind of funny watching like mom stand up. She's got her eyes closed and her hands are waving in the air. Like she's at a mega church or something. <laughs> and, and they're kind of like looking at each other, like, what are we going to do with mom? Cause she's, you know, she's seeing her idol here. She's drunk out of her mind or both. <laughs> and, and, you know, just watching mom kind of lose her shit at Wayne Newton and embarrass her two daughters. It was just like, that whole thing was fascinating because I've never like, that's awesome. Been exposed to a Wayne Newton groupie. Right. <laughs> and so maybe maybe the uh, the groupies and stuff that you saw on Vegas Vacation were not that far off. Right. The Waniacs. The I did Waniacs. not see Waniac yes. dresses. <laughs> yes. Oh, I forgot about the Waniacs. There you go. Something else I want to mention. Um, there was a very cool montage at the beginning of the show which showed all the Las Vegas marquees over the years with Wayne Newton's name on yeah, them. I see that. I want to see. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, Flamingo and um, let's see. So I've got a list here that, that we saw. He's headlined at Stardust. 
the Desert End, both MGM Grands, the Frontier, the Sands, Caesar's Palace. Uh, Wayne Newton was also um, an owner of the original Aladdin yeah, for a time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, when he started his career, I, I think I mentioned before, he was started at the Fremont. He was 15. Whoa. And he would do, yeah, he would do five shows a night. That is crazy. And he'd have to step outside between sets because he wasn't allowed to hang out because he was a minor. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I, I, I don't like that's something that Vegas doesn't have anymore, like the 2.30 show or no. the 4 a.m. show. No. Like, I don't know how yeah. the fuck. Five shows a it's, night? It's like our, our grandparents stayed up way past their bedtime when they were in their prime. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yours did. Mine didn't. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't know if that was like a summertime thing. It was like, okay, we, you know, air conditioning hasn't been invented yet or something. <laughs> and so we're just going to go see the 2.30 show and sleep during the day, the 2.30 a.m. show. Right. I don't know. But, but yeah, they, they don't do those, those late shows anymore. Um, I, I remember reading about um, the biography of um, Louis Prima when, when he first came and he was performing at the Sahara. And, mm-hmm. and Keely Smith, his wife, is pregnant and they're doing, you know, four shows a night at, at the Sahara. Wow. Um, I think, what? Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. how smoky yeah. those, those rooms were? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That was before they knew how bad smoking was. Right. Anyway. So that's another Wayne Newton fun fact. He has asthma. That's one of the things that brought him what? to the desert. And so, um, so yeah, the smoke was something that, that bothered him a lot. So, wow. Yeah. Learn all kinds of stuff about Wayne Newton. I know, right? That's right. All these fun facts. (laughs) I got a couple more here for you. He has performed now over 30,000 shows in Vegas, and he has released more than 100 albums. I mean, it's it's been the guy's fucking job since he was 15. How long could any of us be? Just cranking them out. Yeah. I didn't realize he put out albums. Neither did I. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, we talked a little bit um, about... Uh, in our previous recording about the audience fuckery factor, the AFF yes. for these reviews. Yes. And this is where we discuss, you know, how much you need to worry about accidentally being included in the show. I think I, like I can this. safely say that unless you know Wayne Newton personally, <laughs> or unless you count being asked to take part in a standing ovation, the AFF for Wayne Newton up close and personal is, is minimal. He's, he's not going to Ellen Griswold, you guys. Okay. I was, that's, that's what I was going to ask. That's the one thing I'd be concerned about. <laughs> Like, I don't know. He'd come up to me and, like, try to put that mic to me. Like, I don't, I don't know the words of this song. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, we know he's not going to hit on you, so. Well, I don't know. Men find me attractive, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> so, some men do, yes. So, kind of summing up the whole thing, um, I still, honestly, I don't think of myself as, like, a Wayne Newton fan, per se. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have a much greater appreciation and respect for him. He shook Sinatra's hand. He is a Las Vegas treasure. He absolutely deserves a standing ovation. No prompting necessary. Now, uh, I didn't, I don't see this in the note. I'm kind of looking ahead. Didn't you tell me, though, that the hostess who encouraged you to, you know, do the standing ovation at the end is actually his wife? No. No? Um, The person who was the hostess, two different hostesses, the person who was reading the um the cards off oh. with the questions okay was actually his wife so there's kind of a ruse where they get this woman on stage and they they ask her they're like we found this woman to kind of ask these questions that the audience had submitted blah 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 and then you find out at the end oh it's actually this was this is his wife and they've been married um 
for more years. I think it was like they got married like two years before Vegas Vacation came out. So when Wayne Newton was chasing Ellen Griswold around, he was actually already hitched up to, to this lady here. Well, that's why they yeah. call it acting. So. That's right. Okay. That's right. I know. I, I remembered that you said the wife showed up someplace. So I guess I just yeah. got confused. Yeah. So cool. Um, so uh, at the time of this review, Wayne Newton, up close and personal, is live at Bugsy's Cabaret at the Flamingo, 7 p.m., Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Tickets start at $86. And, of course, we always appreciate it when you click the Vegas.com referral link in the website or in the show notes. Oh, he even writes the plugs in there for I you, I like Mark. it. I like it. This guy's <laughs> going to be a star. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mark, does that does this change your your opinion on whether or not to? Um, it go has see me Wayne more Newton? interested in in going. Um, I, I he's he's always one of those people. He's that's the best way to describe him is that I'm like, yeah, I'll see him later. I'll see him later. I'll well, see him later. Later is getting a lot shorter. No, you're right. You're right. It's it's something <laughs> yeah. that I need to make. That it's right up there with Paul McCartney. Like we've said that. Like we missed Paul McCartney twice. Yeah. And if he ever tours again, we have to do it because who knows if he's going to do it again. Right. We do. And there's certain people like, um, you know, Elton John was just here and did it. Uh, Elton John's another person that reminds me of uh, the way that the guy's still kicking ass, yeah. but he lost his voice. He does not have the range he used to have. But we we saw him when he was doing the Red Piano residency. No, no, no the Million Dollar Piano was one million of them. One of them. We saw one of them out there. So I, I, he's he's good. But yeah, there's a couple artists out there that you're like, we just can't can't pass up on this. And it does seem like, and it's kind of like as well with um, doing the Oscar D- Goodman dinner series. yeah. That's another one where he's not going to be around forever, and he's not going to be around for much longer. Right, and and his right, I would love to see that. It, it's I'll so tell you what, good. He, it was you would love it. It's so good. His mind is as sharp as ever, and it's true. you know he could play the room and tell the story, and it just he's fascinating to listen to. He does so. have an old man about him making the same old joke uh, several times. He's got that <laughs> that air a little bit, yeah. Like but he he's rips still. on Scott all the time when Scott doesn't wear a colored shirt or something. Yes, all, yeah. every time he sees him. It's right. like, yeah, I, I got the joke. The first four it's times. It's usually sarcasm, but oh, thanks for dressing up for this, you know. Because, of course, you know, Oscar's in a suit and tie and looking dapper yeah. and everything. And Scott just comes in as Scott. So. That's right. Um, but, yeah, no, I think I think Wayne Newton to me is kind of, um, and whereas Oscar Goodman, I find the history that he talks about extremely fascinating. Um, you know, kind of listening to this review now, Josh, with you know, Wayne Newton and the people that he's known and what he's seen in this town over all the decades that he's been performing. Um, I think, yeah, I think we need to move this up the priority list and, really and get sure. over there yeah. for a show. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Although we're not overly enthusiastic about it, as you can tell, but it's like, yeah, okay, we got to go do this. But I mean, it's one of those <laughs> things like, like you, it's with Absent. We haven't seen it yet. Like, I'm sure we're going to have a great time. We just have to make the effort to get off our ass and do it. Well, right. yeah, and I think you're much more comfortable going to see abs- Absence now because they're doing a lot less crowd interaction. Yes. Um, that was the big... Can I be seated at the top, please? As far away as possible. Thank you. All right. So that was our review of Wayne Newton. As always, we encourage you to go out and experience these things for yourselves. Please don't take our word for it. Showtimes, ticket prices, and deals are all subject to change. Be sure to check with the property for the most up-to-date information. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback about this review, you can find Josh at VegasJDubs on Twitter and check out 360 Vegas Reviews for show notes.